the kill, and Warner wins the set. Fade away by Moores. Ian Play with Pragmatic, made possible by Horton in Britain a worldwide supplier of engine cooling systems and proud member of the community for more than four decades. Horton, www.com. Welcome to another edition of In Play. I'm Craig Maddock. Today's guest has spent more than three decades in education, a teacher, a coach, an athletic director, a principal, a superintendent, and he's serving on the board of directors of the South Dakota High School Activities Association. And he has served in the military, including a year-long deployment to Iraq. More than 25 years as the head football coach at Avon. But he has stepped away as the football coach. He's now the superintendent for Avon. And he's Tom Culver. Tom, welcome to InPlay. Well, thanks a lot, Craig. I'm really happy to be here. Boy, that's a lot of hats that you have worn. <laughs> In the past three decades, where do you hang them all? <laughs> well, it's uh makes it kind of tough sometimes, and sometimes you don't know um, at home if you're coming or going because <laughs> you know that's the thing uh, I don't think a lot of people realize about small schools is you know people have to wear so many hats you know to make a school survive, and it's just something that you have to do. If, and you know I've always had a love for small schools. You know, I attended Hanson, graduated from there. So, I mean, it was a little bigger back then, but uh, it was still a, a small school. So that's all I've ever been associated with. So. Well, you've been with Avon since 1999. And before Avon, you've been at the Grant Dual School District. You've been in Wakanda. You've been in the Viberg School Districts. Did you always want to be an educator? Yeah, I really knew it when I was a junior in high school. I remember uh, telling my parents that that's what I wanted to do. And, and I mean, at first, they weren't real supportive because, you know, my stepfather had a, an insurance agency, and he made a pretty good living. And he saw how much educators were being paid. But, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you know, I had – yeah, yeah, so that's – that was uh, why he wasn't really in favor of that. But um, I had two teachers and coaches that were pretty um, inspirational and, I mean, that I really looked up to when I was in high school. And I just knew as a junior in high school that that's what I wanted to do. Well, Grant Duell, right there in Duell County, was that your first uh, job in teaching right out of college? Yeah, that was uh, – and I kind of took an unconventional route because I graduated from high school in 1978, and I never went to college until 1984. And um, in 82, uh, my wife, Teresa, and I were married. And anyway, she knew I kind of had the desire and the dream of, of being in education. So, And she's a, a nurse, and she said, you know, I got to do what I wanted to do with my life you should get to do the same thing. And so she encouraged me and supported me um, going. And we, we were living in Alexandria at the time, and we went into Dakota Wesleyan and and did a visit there and kind of talked to them a little bit. And I was kind of hooked after that. But then after I, I graduated from Wesleyan, then I, uh, Grant Duell was my first job. What did you do, though, right out of high school and before you went to Wesleyan? 
Well, I, uh, I, I worked at, uh, for the first year, I, I worked at a, a business in Mitchell. It was called Mitchell Pet Foods. And it was basically what we did is, uh, and I drove a truck to Sioux Falls every day at the old Millman's Meatpacking. I don't know if you remember, um, that was just off 12th Street and it's not there anymore. But we'd kind of pick up in barrels all the scraps from the day of processing and drive them back to Mitchell. <laughs> and then we'd put them in these boxes and mm-hmm. freeze them. And then semis would come and they'd take them to pet food companies. So I did that for a year. And you know, I thought, boy, I don't want to do this for very long. <laughs> and then I, um, um, I actually uh, sold insurance and, and worked for my stepfather at his insurance agency. Aha, uh-huh. the it. lucrative business that uh, your, yeah. your folks thought yeah. would uh, be. And see, <laughs> yeah, and see, I did kind of the opposite of what some people do because some people go in the education and then leave and go to the money for for that. And I started in the insurance <laughs> and then went to education. So I don't know, some, somehow I got things kind of backwards. <laughs> So those, uh, I think two years you were Grant Duel. What uh, what were you doing? Uh, I was the only person in the social studies department. I taught six social studies classes, or I think five, and then I had a PE class too that I I team taught with uh, uh, the PE teacher. And then I was um, assistant football, assistant boys basketball, and head track. Those two years there and. You know, I really enjoyed my time there. I, there were some really, really good people um, at Grant Duel, some, some that I still stay in contact, and I left there in the spring of 89. So, I mean, that's a long time ago, and, and you know, but, you know, have some of those people, their friends on Facebook, and, you know, when they, if you get a chance to see them, it's uh, pretty, pretty neat to talk about the old times. Yeah, after two years at Grand Duel, you go to Wakanda. What was it about Wakanda? I went to Viberg first. I spent Oh, Viberg and then Grand Wakanda. Duel. Okay. Yeah, I spent six years in Viberg, and um, I liked it there. Um, uh, for a while there, I thought I wanted to be a basketball coach, but uh, Ooh. Uh, Ooh. That, that didn't work out the greatest. I, I don't know. It was just, <laughs> it takes a special kind of person to be a basketball coach, and you know, I, I I liked it, but you know, I just I don't know wanted something different. But um, you know, and Viberg and Wakanda were in the same conference, and um, you know, you know, knowing got to know Ron Flynn a little bit, and you know, some of the success that they had had over the years and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so when I left Viberg, um, I went to Wakanda because you know I thought, gosh, the opportunity to work with you know Ron Flynn. And some of the other coaches there, and I mean, it was, you know, both those places were really good experiences, and and you know, still have a lot of friends in in both of those places. Well, you say that you know it takes someone special to be a basketball coach. It also takes someone special to be a football coach, Tom. What the when when did you start getting into the football craze before you got to, to Avon? Um, the. I actually started um, helping coach football when I was my last year at Dakota Westland. I student taught um, at Hanson. And so I, I student taught second semester. So that would have been the spring of 87, if I remember correctly. And 
Um, so all year long, and I volunteer assisted in football, basketball, and track. And then all, all my years at uh, Grand Duel, I was an assistant I, at Byberg. I was junior high and helped out with the high school. And then my first year in Wakanda, I was assistant um, football. And then my last three years there, I was the head. So mm. that's where I first got head coaching experience. And Ron Flynn gave me that opportunity. And, um, and then when I came to Avon in 99, I been the, the head up until the 22 season. You talked about growing up in the, the Hanson area, Alexandria. How big was the family and was it a big sports family when you were growing up? Um, we had uh, five of us in the family. There was a, a, a youngest one, a six girl that she died when she was like 16 months old. She had, you know, quite a few, um, issues when when she was born mm -hmm. and she lived 16 months um but the the arrest were um were all in i was the oldest of five or six but the sixth one passed away um they were all you know pretty much my whole family um my mother actually played um basketball in iowa in the 50s they were the old six on six uh -huh. you know yeah so she played that. She was a defender. I remember seeing yearbook pictures and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. um, then um, the brother, two years younger than me, um, he had played baseball and some stuff early, but he was more um, into cars and stuff like that. He could, uh, you know, he, he ended up owning his own um, auto body shop for a lot of years. And But the rest of the siblings were, you know, I, I, Sister Brenda, who was four years younger than me, she was like a three-time all-conference basketball player. Um, then my youngest brother, um, he went to Dakota Wesleyan and played football. And so, I mean, sports has been a a pretty big part of of growing up. And you know, in small town South Dakota, you know, in the seventies, you didn't have a whole lot of stuff to do. That's right. And so That's right. we played sports all the time. I mean, if it was football season and, you know, we were younger in elementary and junior high, we'd be out playing football, you know, in the evenings on the weekends, basketball season, we'd be playing basketball. My, one of my friends had a, a hoop in his driveway and if it was cold enough, heck we had gloves on and we were playing <laughs> basketball out there. And, and, you know, then we're playing baseball and, you know, we, uh, we got chewed out a few times of breaking windows, you know, especially <laughs> as we got bigger and could hit the ball a little farther. We had to, we had to move out of this empty lot that we played and they mowed it for us all the time. So we had a, uh, a field to play on, but, uh, as we got bigger, we started hitting the ball farther and then we'd hit houses and they told us we couldn't <laughs> play there anymore. So. There were no, uh, all conference awards for you in any athletics at high school. No, I was, uh, I was a starter in basketball and football, but uh, you know, didn't make all conference. And in fact, you know the, the the funny thing is, it's kind of when when I was in high school. I mean, in, at Hanson, it was basketball. You know, we had about 180 kids in high school when I was was there. And um, my senior year, I think we had 27 kids out for football. We just didn't have many that went out for football or cared about it or anything because, well, in, 
looking back um, in 63 and 65 and some other years, Alexandria before the consolidation there, um, you know, won a couple state championships and, and a lot, some of those people were still around. And I mean, basketball was just king there. And, you know, now I think they're, because with what Coach Haskamp has done, um, you know, and the winning there, football's just as big there as basketball. Yes, basketball's is. still a big deal there, but yep. football's a big deal too. So. so, Tom, you're in education and you're coaching for 12 years, and then in 1999, Avon comes calling. What, what led you to Avon? Well, it was, uh, it, it kind of wor- worked out neat. I, I was at USD when I was at Wakanda. I was finishing up my master's degree to be a principal. And um, the last, one of the last classes in May, um, one of the professors, uh, Dr. Floyd Boucher was the guy's name. And he, uh, we're kind of wrapping up and he said, so he kind of announces, Tom, could you stay afterwards and talk? And I'm thinking, Uh-oh. okay, what did, I, <laughs> yeah, what did I do? I haven't had to stay after class since I was in high school or something. <laughs> and uh, so he said, um, Tom Oster from Avon called. He's going to be the superintendent there. The superintendent's retiring. He's moving up. Um, and he wanted to know if there was any people that he in the classes he thought they were graduating that would be good candidates mm. for a principal job. And so he mentioned my name. And so he said, I've talked to him. He knows. So, you know, get a hold of him. And so the next day I called him and, and we talked a little bit. And um, and they, they said, you know, when they were going to open things up to apply and everything. And so I ended up um, applying and got the job. And they were also looking for head football because um, Tom had been the head football coach while he was the principal also. So that's, uh, we kind of, that's how we arrived at that. And, and, you know, and and I was kind of, kind of, that was the year that I was either going to make a move or stay because um, our daughter, we have one daughter and she is, uh, she was going to be a sophomore. And I thought, okay, if we're going to do something, it's now, because, you know, we don't want to move her like when she's a junior or senior. Mm-hmm. So, and we made that move. And she wasn't real impressed at first. But, <laughs> um, <Well. laughs> you know, a- afterwards, she, she at semester time, we asked her, I said, so you want to go back to Wakanda or do you um, want to stay here in Avon? She said, no, I want to stay in Avon. Uh, she ends up meeting her future husband and, you know, and, wow. you know, five kids later and five grandkids for us it turns out to be a pretty darn good deal all the dominoes uh, fell in the right spot didn't it tom yeah you know yeah you, that's for sure it's when, amazing when you look at football at avon in your career there 179 wins 80 losses in 26 years avon did not make it to a football championship game before you got to avon but it was 2002 what your third year at Avon, you take the Pirates to the Dome and face Gettysburg. Gettysburg, very familiar with getting to the Dome and to the championship game. How did you prepare Avon for that very first title attempt? Well, you know, I was I had a little bit of experience. when I, My first year at Wakanda when I was an assistant, um, Wakanda gave Avalon one uh, 
the 9A that year. We beat Kimball in the championship game. And, and But when I came here, I, I knew one of the things that the kids that were eighth graders and freshmen at the time were pretty talented. And um, some of their dads had been on undefeated teams in the 70s, late 70s, before playoffs started. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, these guys knew what it took. Football was important to them. And, you know, these kids were, you know, pretty athletic and they were hard workers. They were so competitive. And, you know, so I remember, I think it was like my second year here. It might have even been, I think it might have even been in 2002. Um, we were like three or four games into the season. And, and I remember um, telling the kids we were practicing and, and we had some really good sophomores that year. So in, in practice, those sophomores, they were really busting their butts trying to prove that, you know, so when they got their chance, they wanted on the field first, you know, we had 30, 30 some kids out and you, you had to, you know, if we got a lead, they had to set themselves apart if they wanted to get and be the first ones in, you know, and get more playing time. And I told, I remember in the offensive huddle, I, I talked to our starters and I, I just told them, guys, you are never going to achieve what you're capable of if you don't become better practice players. And, you know, to their credit, they listened, they understood, and they kind of changed that work ethic, you know, because, up until in junior high, JV, I mean, it had been so easy for those kids because they, they had just, you know, beat teams fairly easily. And, and now you get to the varsity level, it's a little different story, you know, and, you know, the coaches are going to prepare their kids better. They're going to be scouting and all this stuff. So, um, you know, to those kids' credit, they, they bought into what we were doing and they worked really hard and, you know, there were there were some days that the uh, and some weeks I should say that the best competition we had was during practice, and and that you know that just makes everybody around better. Two thousand two would be the first of eight trips to the title game, winning five championships. You know, when it comes to coaching football, Tom, early on, who were some of the other coaches that you looked up to? Coaches that you may have called and say, hey, I need some help with this whether it's offense or defense, who were some of those other guys? Well, one of the first people that was most influential was my high school football coach, um, Lowell Thompson. Um, he had played at South Dakota state. He was a Castlewood graduate and he's out in pure. Now he, he actually left education and went into the insurance business out in pure. So he did it the opposite that I did, but, um, <laughs> so I, I, you know, I talked to him and, um, you know, a lot, some of the stuff that we did, um, you know, were similar to what we did in high school. But the one thing that I, I remember from, from him more than anything is, you know, keep it simple. You know, you don't have to have 40 offensive plays. You just, you know, you know, eight to 10 plays, but you got to be really good at them, you know? And, and I think that was one of the things, um, one, two guys that I learned a lot from when I was at Grant Duel. Um, Kevin Berg was the head coach when I went up there, and then Doug Griffith. And Doug is still helping out at Warner. 
Um, but those two guys were, I mean, really um, excellent um, coaches. And, you know, you get out of college and you, you come and you think, you know, I, I may know a little bit. And I, <laughs> I got there and I realized I don't know anything. These guys are pretty, pretty smart. And, you know, and then when I was um, student teaching and volunteering at Hanson, you know, Jim Haskamp and I talked a little bit. He was an assistant then that year. Mm. And then I think the next year or so he became the head. Um, John Nyhog at Viberg, um, when I was there for six years, um, I still, you know, attract me to different things or different events. I'll see John around and it's always good to talk to him, but he was um, key. And then probably the, the other one that wasn't a football coach was uh, Ron Flynn when I was at Wakanda because he had, he had ways of saying, and this is before email and, you know, I go into the teacher's um, staff room, you know, get, check my mail or something to go in there and there'd be a note in my mailbox and, um, you know, Ron, he would say, you know, he would say, don't forget to put the special in special teams. Or mm-hmm. he would, uh, you know, if we had a big win, you know, he would have a note in your mailbox. You know, I remember we played, I don't remember who it was we played. We had a big win and it was, I mean, cool through the halfway through the season or so. And then there was a note on Monday in my mailbox. If you're proud of what you did yesterday, you haven't done very much today. And he just had a way of keeping you grounded and giving you good advice about, you know, coaching and everything in general. So that was, those are probably the people that are been most influential and helped me out through the years. Avon wins the title in 02. You beat Gettysburg. Uh, The next year you're back. You're back to defend the title, but you ran into a pretty good Desmet team what happened in that one? 59 to nothing. That Avon never gets shut out. What happened? Well, at the clinic in January after that year, I mean, you know, we had won 23 games in a row. And we had some pretty good kids back. And, I mean, they were – and I had seen them play live twice because I figured that sometime along the line we're going to play those guys. At least I hoped anyway. Sure. Well, not Sometimes you got to be careful what you wish for. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, I figured that we had a chance to play them. So, I mean, and some of the stuff that they did, I, I thought that we would be able to exploit, you know, based on what we, we did. But And the, the funny thing about it is um, there's a shot in our Avon paper from the championship game and it's from the sideline and I'm talking to one of our players and there's like two minutes left in the first quarter and the score is eight to nothing. And at halftime it was 46 to nothing. And I'm just going, Oh my gosh. We had a couple fumbles. We had a, I remember a receiver that. catch a pass and yep. he got hit. And, but I mean, Chris Smith was, I mean, their nose guard. Well, the two guys up the middle of this, I think his last name was Anderson. It was the nose guard. Um, I didn't find out till afterwards that he went to a Nebraska, a Husker um, individual camp and won defensive lineman of the week. And I'm thinking, oh my God, because our center we had that year was was really good. And, you know, he was about 205 pounds. He was the fastest kid on the team, you know. And he came off one time. He says, I can't block him. I mean, so we started double teaming him, 
you know, to try to have a, a chance. Well, then the middle linebacker is Blake Hoyer, mm, who yeah. really good. had a pretty good career at uh, USD. Uh-huh. And, and then they had all kinds of speed and athletic ability. And, you know, I, I just, I mean, they were so talented and, I mean, we were pretty physical and, and stuff, but I think, uh, you know, they lost the year before to Plankington White Lake, and I think they they came and they said, no, this isn't going to happen two years in a row. And, and, you know, they had great players, and we made a couple mistakes, and, you know, and then it just kind of snowballs. And against good teams like that, you just can't make mistakes. Well, you, you made up for that uh, because – in 04, you make your third straight trip to the Dome. You win the 9A championship, beating Dolan Condi. And then in 2005, your fourth straight trip to the Dome, Tom. And even though you dropped down to Class B, you beat uh, Montrose 40-14. Uh, to 14. So what was going on in Avon during those four straight years in the Dome in football? I mean, I know you had some pretty good – you had a good quarterback in Danny Fathke. You know, he was a, a two-time MVPer. What was going on in Avon at that time? Well, I think the big thing in 2002, one of the things we did is I went to, to Tom Oster and the school board, and I wanted to start. At the time, we called it um, advanced PE, but now we call it fitness and conditioning. And I wanted to start that class, and I said, I will teach it. And it was primarily you know, weightlifting and then some other, you know, maybe add in a few lifetime things, but it was primarily to get kids stronger. So, you know, so the fall of 2002 was the first year that we had it. And it, you know, and so we had a bunch of kids that just fell in love with lifting weights. And then the other thing is, you know, in the 2004 team, uh, you know, a, a story that, uh, that I like to tell, um, we were undefeated and went up to Scotland and one of our good players sprained his ankle in the second half and we ended up getting beat um, late in the game by a touchdown. And so, and then we were kind of pouting a little bit and we went out, played Burke South Central and got beat out there. And so, you know, we had kind of a meeting and regrouped and everything. And Anyway, when the playoffs, that's when you were still in the region. And anyway, we were, uh, we had to play Scotland again first round and we beat them. And then we had to go to Freeman, who was undefeated, <laughs> and play them. And anyway, we ended up um, beating them. But anyway, the night before, and I didn't find this out until the spring at graduation, one of the dads told me that. A few of the boys, senior boys that year, were over at the at at their house and they were watching TV and stuff in the night before the game and they were just kind of hanging out together. And out of the blue, this guy's son says, "I just want to take that walk one more time." And what he was referring to is when when we kind of started, we our players come out of the back of the locker room and they go out to the through the parking lot to the street and then they walk down the street single file to the football field and there was a possibility that if we beat Freeman and then there had to be an upset or two upsets I think and then we could host the semifinal game well sure enough we um, we beat Freeman and then these two upsets happen 
And so we hosted the semifinal game. And so that kid got to take, and I mean, it just kind of, when he told me that I kind of got, you know, uh, teary eyed a little bit thinking, you know, that how much football meant to these kids and the, some of the traditions and some of the little things that, that most people think no big deal. But these kids at that time thought that was a, a big, big deal. And then, you know, the other thing that, that I always like to do, I used to do every year is at homecoming, I would have a former player. Well, when we first came in before we went to the Dome, I would, you know, get somebody from like the 70s that was on undefeated teams that talked about, you know, what they did. And I mean, it's just little traditions that I tried to to start and to keep alive. And, and then it got to the point where the kids were asking, well, who's coming in this year? You know, so I'll be a surprise, you know, I'll, I'll tell you. But, you know, I think that was the thing between between the weightlifting class, um, the athletic ability of the kids but the, the work ethic and their desire and love for football. I mean, it was just, that was, uh, you know, as a, a football coach, you get, you get four year stretch there where you play in championship game four times and win three of them. I mean, it, it, it takes a little luck, but it also takes some kids that are willing to, to do whatever it takes and, and work hard. And I mean, and the nice thing about that is those were all, I mean, such nice kids and they're, you know, mm -hmm. still have great relationships to them, you know, to this day, you know, one of them actually lives next door to me. So it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of nice and married my, uh, uh, niece. Oh, so at family <laughs> gatherings and stuff, everyone, so I get to talk a little football, <laughs> you know, during this time, uh, you're also serving America in the military. When did that begin, Tom? Well, I, I first joined the guards in, in 1985. And um, anyway, I was at Wesleyan. I, I was toward the end of my first year at Wesleyan. And I was, you know, telling my wife, I said, God dang, I don't know if we can, you know, continue. And, and obviously college was a lot cheaper back then than it is now. And I almost joined guards in, when I was in high school, but decided not to. And so I said, I'm going to call the guard recruiter and have him come visit. And so I called him and he came out and uh, we talked and everything. And then he, my old uh, football coach at the time was an officer in the National Guard and he was the commander of the Mitchell unit. And so the recruiter called him and said, what do you think? Should I, should I sign him up? And, you know, my old coach Thompson said, well, absolutely. You better get it. And I, I went, it was probably three weeks. I had a meeting, signed papers. And, you know, three weeks later I was on a plane to Oklahoma. So, but I did that. And anyway, I, um, I actually did it for 10 years and decided to get out. And so I got out in 95 and then in 2006, I decided to get back in. I wanted to finish um, what I started and, and and at least you know get my years in to retire from the guards and stuff. And so, well, it was a year later. Yeah, it was a year later when you got back in. You're called up to serve a year in yep. Iraq. Um, what were yep. you feeling? Was, what uh, were you feeling at getting, that time? 
Well, I was a little, uh, well, probably the biggest thing I was thinking like, okay, now I got to tell my wife <laughs> this when I got the phone call. And, but I mean, she was obviously, you know, worried and scared about it. And my, uh, mother-in-law said, um, thought I was crazy when I got back in. And I said, you know, if me being in, and if I have to go over, if it, and at the time I had, a um, when I left um, in October of 07, um, when, when I left, I had a grand, first granddaughter was three months old. I said, if it keeps, you know, those groups from coming over here and attacking family members here, I'm willing to do that. So what was your job? Um, but then, yeah. What was your it, job? I, I, oh, okay. I was, uh, when I got back in, I was at the Mitchell unit was artillery, but when I was over, um, overseas, I was the, the evening shift top commander. So the top commander is basically the person that is monitoring the communication stuff. We have, you know, we had, you know, things on, you know, ways to track vehicles. We're communicating with our convoys out on the road and, you know, if there were incidents or anything, we'd have to make reports to hire up and to, you know, take care of anything. We were kind of the uh, the operations center for our convoys. We had six different groups that um, were going for convoys up north to Baghdad and other places like that. What month in 2007 did you deploy? Uh, we left the end of October in 2007 so it was during the football season here yeah i was here for the first um playoff game and you know it was really hard and i know um tom oster tried to he contacted the guards and asked if it was possible because our group our unit was going to mississippi for two months and you know kind of asked you know i think we left like october 28th and asked you know, can he stay till the end of the playoffs and then join up down there? And they <laughs> said, no, that wouldn't be fair to anybody else. And, right, right. And I understood that, and, and I mean, it was it was not easy. But uh, well, well it know, was we were it was not only at the time. it wasn't only you, but but Tom Oster also was deployed. Yeah. So it was you, it was you and yeah. and Tom, the the principal and the superintendent and the football coach, all being deployed uh, for a year in Iraq. And I know during at the start of that year, we had had, um, um, I don't know if you know Joe Kramer from Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Um, he was Wesleyan's football coach, and then he was at Mitchell, and I think he coached at Pierre for a while too. But anyway, um, he was hired to come in to kind of take over for me while I was gone and be the principal. So he, he started in August when we started school and we was helping out with football. And then he... Um, stayed then when I got back the next year well then Tom Oster had got the job as the secretary of education so in November Tom left but then Joe stayed on and finished out that year so he was actually here for two full years um and that was kind of interesting because I had to well and I had taken football theory you know sometimes you know people talk about a small world but I took football theory in college from Joe Kramer. I said, no. you know, I'm probably the only person 
that um, you get the grade twice to see if I <laughs> if I actually learned anything in your class. <laughs> and he kind of laughed, and he, he thought that was kind of funny. So, yeah, that was an interesting year. So it's late in 2008, uh, the 2008 football season, that you and Tom come back from Iraq, you know, and the Pirates um, have a uh, – it's their last regular season home game. You are back. I think you guys uh, had the, the big ceremony in Sioux Falls, and then you, you took off to go home to see everybody back. What was the reception like? at that football game when you were able to go back and see everyone for the first time in a year? Well, it was, it was pretty cool. Cause I, I remember we were, we left Mitchell and it was, uh, my son-in-law and daughter. Um, and then my wife and I, and then our granddaughter, Macy. And so I told her, I told my wife, you know, and I, I had called her from when we, we were in Mississippi for three days before, um, I got back before we came back to Sioux Falls and I said, um, got to get me warm clothes cause I'm not going to be used to this. <laughs> Probably not. The, I, we left Iraq on October 16th and it was 106 degrees that day. And so I, I thought, you know, and I think I saw that the day that we got home, it was like low forties and raining and I'm thinking, Oh my gosh. <laughs> But anyway, I kind of changed while we're in the vehicle uh, on the way home. And then anyway, they they dropped me off um, by the field on the north side. And I went through the gate. And then as the kids, I get, we made it just in time before they started walking down the street. And nice. uh, out on the street, you know, the parents and the other kids and the cheerleaders make a tunnel out on the street and I was standing on the track and gave a hug to all the kids as they came down the, um, onto the track. So that was pretty oh. cool. Cause you know, I hadn't seen what a moment. Kids in a what year. a moment that was. Yeah, that was, that was something I'll never forget. It was, a, uh, it was pretty neat. And that was the, the best part about being back and then, you know, got the, got to watch the pirates play again. So that was, that was fun too. Well, you made it to, to the nine, a title game, uh, that year, you know, nine, uh, yeah. you lost to Hanson though, that year, how ironic Hanson comes in and, and, and plays that game. And then, uh, and then you're not done after making six appearances in eight years, uh, four championships, you go, uh, 2011, you drop down to nine B lost to Waverly South shore. And then, the last appearance by Avon to the Dome, 2013, Class 9B, you beat Hamlin. I think Devin Tolsma was the MVP that year. What do you remember yeah. last about that 2013 championship? Well, it, it was it was interesting because we we got the opening kickoff and we had some talented kids and you know Devin was the Joe Robbie MVP. Brandon Kutzmik was our other running back and those two guys um, had 3,200 yards rushing between the two of them. And they were just, they were good at great at blocking for each other and everything. But I remember one thing the night before um, West central was down and, you know, I know, you know, coach Mueller, you know, and coach Utech for a long time. And, and I remember they, um, um, 
at made I think they they scored on like it was a pass play and then like a, a trick play of some kind and they were down at halftime and came back and won it and at halftime we were down 22 to 8 and um anyway at halftime we're talking to the kids and we're saying you know you know hey you know if you watch the game last night you know West Central was down they came back why not us we can do the same thing and we can you know and 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 the funny thing about it is you know i remember um we had uh we had scored and we had another opportunity and we fumbled as we were driving but we got the ball back with about a minute a minute and a half to go something like that and we were probably we were close to midfield so i mean we were in decent range and you know we're kind of noted for wishbone offense and run it, power it at you and stuff like that. Well, and, but, you know, and we ended up, we have a, a spread formation that we ran. And anyway, the first play, um, they were running a 3-2 defense. And the one linebacker, um, they were actually two brothers. I think uh, Grantham, if I remember right, with their last name. And the younger one, blitzed on the first pass play and I thought okay if you're going to do that again <laughs> and I called a screen that way and anyway because I knew if we let the three linemen go then we had I mean we basically had two um, all three of our linemen could block the middle linebacker the other linebacker and he was the better of the two so and we ended up scoring a touchdown on the play and and I thought well I'm just trying to get a first down and we get you know get moving down the field and then we score the problem is we left too much time but you know we ended up intercepting a long pass and the game was over but uh you know it was pretty uh i remember mike Hendrickson after the game interviewing me he said now who would have thought that west central and avon primarily a running team would win <laughs> win the uh, games on um pass plays um, passing plays <laughs> some type of pass play and stuff and i said well <laughs> We don't like to do it if we don't have to, but we practice it every day, and thank God we did. So it's, <laughs> sometimes it's the way things work out. Tom, you've been wearing many hats at the same time, you know, football, uh, athletic director, principal, but you've decided to wear basically one hat now, and that is superintendent at Avon. What, what led you to that decision? Well, you know, one of the things is we've got three granddaughters and two grandsons that the granddaughters, one's a, a junior this year, one's a freshman, and one is a seventh grader. And they all three play volleyball. You know, the varsity games are all right. The freshman and the junior both start and play a lot on the varsity. The seventh grader, and like with all of them, when they're in junior high, I never got to see any games, you know, because we were practicing when the junior high is playing. I don't know. It's It's been harder, you know, because – I'm sure you're aware. You've heard from other people and stuff. It's it's getting harder to coach these days because you know everybody thinks they're an expert and they know more and they they like to second guess. And I, I just I don't know. I it's the the worst part about this is not being around the kids every day because as superintendent you kind of you know sometimes you get stuck in your office more than you would like and you don't get to have as much contact with the kids. And that was a nice thing about coaching that I still liked. You know, when I was as superintendent, you still had that contact, you know, with the kids. And I always had 
um, some high school girls that were my stat keepers, you know, so it was, it was, it was a way to have a lot of contact with other kids and, and hopefully, you know, teach them some, uh, life lessons so they get, you know, be productive members of our society. But you know, I just, uh, you know, you get to the age where, you know, you want to, uh, enjoy things a little more and it's, it's definitely been different and it was a hard, hard decision, but, uh, I think, you know, so far it's been good. It, it, that first, uh, first game, um, that day was pretty tough, but I think, you know, that's, that's to be expected. I think. I guess we can add one more hat for you, Tom, as you're on the board of directors of the uh, high school activities association. What does that mean to you? Well, that was an honor because, you know, I, I have a lot of, Schools obviously, you know, voted and convinced their school boards to vote for me. And, um, you know, I think in the last, I had a runoff and, you know, cause there were like four people. And so nobody got 50%, but I get like, I think it was like 94 schools voted for me. And I'm thinking, you know, I was impressed by that because that mean that hopefully that people knew that I was, you know, I'm going to be honest and I'm going to do the best I can you know, for the, the, the kids of South Dakota. And, um, you know, it's, it's been a pretty good experience so far. So a couple more questions for you, Tom, what's the biggest challenge facing small town, South Dakota school districts? Well, I would say the, the biggest thing is staff, you know, this year, our, um, vocal teacher is also our band teacher. And, you know, the board has compensated her to, for the extra time and effort that she's doing. And, and hopefully it's, you know, like she said, hopefully only for a year or a semester or whatever, you know, but it's, I mean, even for paras and, you know, with the way things are, you know, at, you know, at one time, you know, at the school is probably the, the highest paid job, you know, in, in some of the communities, but you know, now with the competition for workers and everything, staffing is a big thing, you know, and then, you know, keeping the kid numbers up because, you know, with without kids, you know, it's, uh, you know, the funding, your state aid drops, and, I mean, it's, it makes it tougher. So those are the, the two big issues, I would say. Before we go, not only to Tom Oster, but to you too, Tom Culver, Thank you for your commitment to education all these years, but also thank you for your service to this country and the sacrifices you have made. A lot of us say thank you, Tom. You and Tom well, I, <laughs> for doing that. Yeah, thank. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. It's, uh, I've grown up with the belief that uh, give give back. I, I, as a social studies teacher, you know, one of the things that, that I always believe is we have the greatest country in the world. Yeah, we make some mistakes. We've done some stuff, but this is, to me, this is a country worth defending, and it's a country worth educating our kids to be good citizens for. So I, I, I really do think those two things go hand in hand quite a bit. But I do appreciate um, your comments on that. Last one for you: What Dakota Baden? Is it Dakota Baden? He is now your uh, athletic director at Avon. And yeah, Dakota Bowden. Yeah, Bowden, Dakota Bowden, um, the AD, yeah. and then Justin Lucas, 
is now the football coach, right, at Avon? Yes. So what has yeah. what has been your biggest piece of advice to those two individuals trying to fill some pretty big shoes? Well, you know, like for Dakota, um, I would say, you know, you got to be organized. And, you know, with the, the other teams, the officials, you know, one of the things that I, you know, stressed is, and, and our board members have been supportive of is we need to take care of the officials and our opponents when they come here. You know, we want to be a good host and I, I want to take care of our officials because there's come a time, you know, stuff happens, you know, with last year we found out with all the weather issues that we had and rescheduled that it got hard to find referees. And, you know, all I had to do is email the, a region coordinator and say, Hey, I need a, I need uh, one more official for this date. And if you take care of them, you know, they're going to help you out, you know, so that makes your job a lot easier. And then, you know, for the coaches, I just, I think you, you gotta, this isn't just about football. It's about those kids. You gotta love them. And sometimes you might have to do some tough love, but they always need to know that you, you have their best interest in mind and, and, you know, win or lose, it doesn't define who they are as a person because sometimes you just get beat by better people. I mean, that's just, and that's the way life is. Sometimes you don't get a job because the other person was better, you know, or, you know, whatever it is. So I just think there's a lot of lessons that you can teach from the sport of football. In Play with Craig Maddock is made possible by Horton in Britain where smiling at work happens all the time. Apply now at HortonWW.com. If you like what you're hearing, please give us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. It helps us gain new listeners. This has been In Play with me, Craig Maddock. This is a production of South Dakota Public Broadcasting.